Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 40 of my podcast, I Stand Strong. Um, I, as always, am Teddy, coming at you from my bear cave in the concrete jungle of the beautiful Midwest. Um, yeah, episode 40. Woo! Another, I guess, kind of like step milestone in a way. I mean, just I'm excited, 40. It's a big number. Um, anyway, so I, I guess this one, I'll just get straight into my topic. Um... Yeah, because I got bored one night and decided to watch a certain movie, I decided I'm going to I'm going to talk about some of my favorite sports movies. Um Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, this what what's weird is this actually took me a little longer than I expected to prep because I just, you know, I don't really own a whole lot of sports movies in the long run even though I like a lot of them. Um So yeah, I had to dig it dig into my my mind a little bit and figure out which ones I wanted to talk about. Um yeah, and I, I also noticed a pattern in this that I really like baseball movies, even though I'm not the biggest baseball fan. But anyways, um, so yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and start start strong with a a, a baseball masterpiece from 1988 called Bull Durham. Um, what is what do you say about this movie? Uh, it is it is a great baseball movie about a minor league team, the Bull Durham Bulls, uh, starring an, an actual pretty amazing cast. When you look at it now, I mean Kevin Costner, Tim Robbins, Susan Sarandon, among a couple other people that are kind of you know, those. Hey, I know him from another movie. Got uh, actors. Um, yeah, it's about a, a minor league baseball team and. Tim Robbins plays this up-and-coming pitcher in the minor leagues who is pretty much earmarked to be hitting the majors soon. So the the Bull Durham Bulls bring in a ace in the hole, so to speak, in Kevin Costner. Uh, God, what is his his name? Is like Crash something? I don't remember his last name, but Cra- I want to say his Crash is his nickname. Um, to groom Tim Robbins. Uh, to be a you know to, to like get him ready for the uh, the major to to make the step up to the major leagues. He's because uh, Kevin Costner has been to the majors and he kind of didn't cut it, but but yeah, and it's it's definitely this is definitely a, a more of a you know it's got its drama aspects, but it's it's definitely got a lot of comedy to it. Um, Especially when it comes to the interactions between Tim Robbins and Kevin Costner, because throughout the movie, as he's grooming him, you know, of course, you know, Tim Robbins being a headstrong, you know, like he knows he's a he's going to be a superstar kind of thing. He's he kind of fights against you know Kevin Costner's coaching at points in time, which leads to some really funny moments. But at the same time, you've also got a storyline with kind of a love triangle between Tim Robbins, Susan Sarandon, and uh, Kevin Costner because like every season, Susan Sarandon chooses a member of this team to have a relationship with, and she grooms them in her own way. But she's also a huge baseball fan, and I want to say she's like a statistician. She keeps the stats for the team, if I remember right. Um... And yeah, so the, the movie just kind of plays out over this season of, you know, 
Kevin Costner coming in and, you know, working with this team, you know, working with, uh, yeah, working with Tim Robbins. And I can't remember his full name, but I remember they call it, he gets the nickname Nuke throughout the, throughout the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, this is just one of those movies. It's a, it's a fun baseball movie. Definitely has some adult aspects because there is quite a lot of sex in it. Um, but hey, it, it's, it is a really fun movie. Um, and I, I personally think it's the better of the Kevin Costner baseball movies, like nothing against field of dreams. It's, it's got its place, but Bull Durham is definitely the, uh, definitely the draw to me. And it, and then on a, another bonus, it, it is such a quotable movie. Um, in the long run, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, oh man, it's, it's so great. Um, yeah, without, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get into spoilers on these. I'm just going to kind of talk briefly on them. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a baseball movie, but it's, I, I want to say it's somewhere there was a tagline that, you know, it's a movie about the, you know, America's two biggest pastimes, baseball and sex. Um, that might've just been like something like a reviewer said at some point in time. Um, yeah, so I I definitely suggest this one. Check it out. It is so much fun to watch. Uh, really funny, but at the same time, it's got some, like I said, it's got some, some drama and some heavy, heavier parts to it that definitely work. Um, so yeah, uh, man, my next one is also a baseball movie. Um, yeah, so this this one uh, from 1992. This one I know for sure it was directed by Penny Marshall, and uh, it's a little movie called A League of Their Own. Also with another huge cast, if you really look at it. I mean, Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, Lori Petty. Um, oh, jeez, I can't remember. Uh, Taylor Leone has like a smaller part in it. Yeah, uh, David Strath- Strathairn, if I'm pronouncing that right. You know, um, and this one, like, I, I did not do the research to see how how based in reality it is. I know it's got a loose basis on being the story of the women's baseball league that was uh, was run when a lot of major, like, a lot of big names in the major league baseball. You know, in, in in Major League Baseball, went across, uh, went overseas to fight World War Two, um, and so this this you know this man who didn't want to lose all the money from not having baseball seasons, he basically forms a women's baseball league. Um, but this movie is is really kind of actually way more focused around. Gina Davis and Lori Petty being these two sisters that both try out and make the league. And it's really kind of, you know, they're the, they're the heart of the movie. It's, it's really a, you know, in a lot of ways, it's a story about these, these two sisters and, you know, Gina Davis is, you know, she's the, she's really kind of the star that everybody can, you know, kind of loves the most. Like she's the one that the papers like to talk about and she's the, you know, but she's at the same time, she's, she would have been just fine never being part of the league, just kind of you know, staying at home and waiting for her husband to come back from the war. 
where Lori Petty, you know, she only got the tryout because Gina Davis came. And so, she, and, but she also always saw baseball as her only chance at getting out of, uh, you know, this little town in Oregon. Um, but yeah, it's, but I mean, it, it's more than that, but that's kind of how I see it is like, that's the heart of the movie. But then, you know, at the same time you got Tom Hanks playing Jimmy Dugan, this, you know, former like amazing star baseball player that became an alcoholic and it you know ruined his career and now he's being brought back as the manager of the rockford yeah the rockford peaches um is the main team it focuses on uh and you know he he brings to me he brings the most comedy to this movie because you know beginning of the movie he is just you know, he doesn't want to be there. He's he's agreeing to take the job because he needs the money, but he's, you know, drunk or at least majorly hungover in the 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 dugout and sleeping off you know, sleeping through the games. And he doesn't want to be there. You know, he's just there to come out before the game, wave his little hat, and then go back into the dugout. And but as the movie goes, he kind of, you know, he starts to see the like the way these women actually do love to play the game and you know at the beginning of the movie he keeps saying you know they're not ball players they're just you know they're just women and you know and then by the end of the movie you can you know you can see he, he, how he comes around on it but yeah it's 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 another one of those movies that's uh it's a real fun watch um a lot of good funny moments but it's also got its its share of like you know serious Serious aspect, especially when it comes to the relationship between Gina Davis and Lori Petty. Um, oh, you also have Madonna and uh, Rosie O'Donnell as smaller parts in it, but they're still kind of front and center in ways. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a great kind of it's it's a heartwarming movie at the same time. I mean, I'll, I'll say it. it. It's got its heartwarming moments. It's just it's just one of those movies that it's great to turn on every now and then. And sometimes I'll just turn it on just to have it on in the background, but it is, it is so much fun. And once again, the quotes from it, I mean, I don't know too many people who don't know the quote, there's no crying in baseball, which is probably one of the funniest moments in the movie with Tom Hanks, just chewing into one of the players. She starts crying and the rep, the ump comes over and asks, you know, Tom Hanks, what's up? And he tells her she's, you know, she's crying, sir. To which the ump replies, well, you know, maybe you should treat these women. You know, here's a good rule of thumb. Treat these women like you would treat your own mother. And then uh, Tom Hanks proceeds to tell him he looks like a penis with his little hat on. And gets thrown out of the game like he shouldn't. I mean, it's just this great movie with lots of funny moments. And... I feel like, you know, like I said, I don't know how ac historically accurate it is, but it's also telling a cool story about, you know, something that actually happened in American history. Um, I want to say in the movie, they make it clear that it only lasted like a couple seasons, but you know, it, it's one of those things like, you know, I, one of these days I'm going to sit down and do the research on it. Cause I, I find it fascinating just to, you know, just to see, you know, I would find it fascinating just to see, you know, what really happened with it and how accurate the movie is. And I know they made a TV show 
recently, but I don't know if I have any interest in watching the TV show. So yeah, um, okay. Now we're gonna we're we're gonna dip into the the sweet science, as it's called, of uh, boxing. Um, so here I'm gonna talk about actually two, technically two movies, kind of in one, even though they're both in the same series. Um, and that is the original Rocky from 1976, and then I guess you could see it as a reboot with Creed. Oh, dude, I didn't write down the year of that one. Um, sometime in the 2000s. I'd say probably like 2016, maybe, I'd say, is when they made that one. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and yeah, it's... it's With the original Rocky, um, you know, it's... I kind of feel sometimes that Rocky isn't complete without watching Rocky, too. Because Rocky, the original Rocky, it's kind of, you know, he's the... You know, Sylvester Stallone, which it's amazing he wrote this movie. Um, and I don't think he directed it, but I know he wrote it um, and starred in it. And it's, you know, it's it's a great story about, you know, Rocky Balboa, this guy that works during the day is, you know, like works at a meat packing plant, I believe is what it was. And then he, you know, he's fighting in these like pretty much like barbaric boxing circles um like it, it it looks like in the back of like you know cd bars and whatever and then along comes apollo cruz or not apollo cruz wow uh, apollo creed my wrestling fan just came out for a second there. Apollo Creed, who's, you know, the champ, the, the boxing champ, heavyweight champion. And he's, I think it's like his, his opponent had fallen out. So he decides to just try to find some like local guy to box just to kind of, you know, in his eyes, just to keep his name out there kind of thing. And somehow Rocky gets chosen. And so it's, it's an underdog. I mean, it's, the epitome of the underdog story, you know, this, this guy that's coming from nowhere, he's finally gets this, you know, this trainer that he kind of worked with, but didn't really approve of what Rocky had been doing as far as like where he was fighting and whatnot. Um, but he, you know, Mickey takes him under his wing and he gets him ready and they, they have the match. Um, the reason I say that I don't feel like this one really, Feels like I mean it, it is a complete movie, but it feels so much better to watch it than watch Rocky Two is because in this one, you know, in the first one you get the the match, it goes to a draw, but you kind of get the feeling like that, you know, Rocky could have won that fight, and then with the second one it kind of follows with the rematch with Apollo, thus leading to Rocky finally winning the the heavyweight championship and. Like I said, I, I feel it's a complete story when you watch the second one. Or more of a complete story when you watch the second one with it. And then, of course, the less said about three and four, five. You know, I mean, the, the whole franchise, I think, is fun. But three and four definitely get a little bit uh, well, a little bit carried away. And five is terrible. But, you know, I, I can't say anything bad about Rocky Balboa. That was a, that was a decent one. Um, But then, yeah, then you get into the... Like I said, I want to say it was like around 2016. You get Michael B. Jordan coming in with the Creed movies. And, you know, it's 
you know, the, the rough, rough idea is Michael B. Jordan plays uh, Adonis Creed, although he's not calling him. I remember he's not calling himself Creed or he's keeping that name hidden at first. He is the illegitimate son of Apollo Creed. And he's trying to be a boxer, but he's kind of similar to what Rocky was. He's fighting in like Tijuana boxing matches and nobody really takes him seriously. So he, and he's living with, uh, Apollo's, you know, widow. Um, cause she took him in as a kid and it's, it's, it's a great kind of, once again, kind of an underdog story, but also kind of a story of this kid trying to find his place, so to speak. Um, but so he leaves, you know, he moves out of, uh, Jesus Christ, his, his, I guess his mother's place and he moves to Philadelphia and he ends up meeting Rocky and talking Rocky into training him for this match with like the champ, like the heavyweight champion. So it's, I mean, it follows a lot of parallels, but the end of this movie gets me every time. You know, they're, you know, you're getting, you're in this, he's in this match. And I mean, he's just getting the crap, but he's holding his own and Rocky wants to call the fight off. And he, you know, Adonis keeps saying no, you know, he's like, and Rocky asks him what he, you know, what he's trying to prove, you know, that he doesn't have to prove anything, but what is he trying to prove kind of thing? And all Adonis says is I want to prove I wasn't a mistake. And for some reason, that line gets me every time. Um, and that's not even tackling some of the story, you know, some of the story in between those two points. You know, you got, you know, Rocky finds out he has cancer and Adonis is, you know, fighting with him about, you know, getting the chemo. But, you know, Rocky doesn't want to do it because he watched uh, Adrian go down that road and it wasn't pretty. And then you have the, you know, the storyline with uh, Adonis courting Tessa Thompson's character. And, you know, this is another one of those roles where I think Tessa Thompson proves that she's she's an actress that I think is underrated sometimes. I think everything she's done is great. I really love her stuff as Valkyrie in the Marvel Universe, but I really think this is probably her. This and then her partner in Annihilation are, I think, are her best performances I've seen so far. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, I really wish I'd written down the year, but yeah, those are two great boxing movies. I mean, there's other boxing movies I remember watching, but for some reason, you know, you got, I got to go with Rocky, but then to me, I also have to throw Creed in there because Creed is, I, I, what's funny is I prefer Creed, the Creed movie over the original Rocky. Um, I really can't tell you why. There's just something about it. I'd have to dig into that one a little bit before I give an answer on why, for some reason, Creed resonates with me a little bit more. Um, so yeah, Creed, uh, Ro- the original Rocky from 1976 and Creed from 2000. <laughs> um, and now I'm going to go back a little bit to my childhood because I remember watching this movie and loving it, and I still love it to this day. Even though the last couple of time I watched it, I can freely admit it, it it's really hokey. Um, and that's The Mighty Ducks from 1992. 
Emilio Estevez, really young Joshua Jackson, um, among other actors popping up. And uh, I'm trying to remember some of the uh, God uh, Eldon Henson Henderson Henderson or something. I can't remember how you pronounce his name. Um, but yeah, just a. This is one of those just kind of like very much in the vein of uh, the bad news bears, but with hockey. You know, Emilio Estevez is a hotshot lawyer who kind of really, you know, like you kind of get the feeling he's really not happy with his his life, but he's doing, you know, he's a, a big shot lawyer. And one night he gets pulled over being very drunk behind the wheel and his, the boss at his, uh, firm basically tell you know tells him he has to do community service to you know basically make right for this drunk driving incident and he gets put in charge of a youth hockey team uh at the beginning they're called district five and it's you know it's your usual like ramshackle group of of kids that are definitely not really you know the Seed is the best players because you got a goalie that's afraid of the puck. You know, you've got the main, the main kind of the, the heart of the team. Charlie Conway is, you know, he's, he's got a lot of talent, but he's, he tends to kind of choke in pressure situations. Um, and yeah, so it's kind of just the story of the, of Amelia Estes taking this team under his wing and, you know, <laughs> no pun intended, and, uh, you know, kind of finding their, helping them find their abilities. And, you know, it's, it's a fun movie. Like I said, it's, it's a bit cheesy. It's, it's definitely a kid's, kid's movie to, or teen movie, I guess, maybe. But man, it's, I still have fun with, with watching this one. Um, and I even like two and three, I mean, three's. Three's pushing the boundaries of calling, you know, a, a good movie. But the first two, I think, are really, really great. I think the third one suffers a little bit to me without uh, Emilio Estevez's character being a big part of it. But and and I think there's also the fact that, like, as the movies go, like more and more of the original cast members are gone. But I, I almost think the second one has the best group of you know, group of flushed out people on the team. Cause you have the, the returning members of the ducks, but then you have some new members that they add in that are really kind of quirky characters that add their own little flavor to the movie. Um, including, a a, a young Keenan Thompson playing, uh, Russ Tyler with his knuckle puck, which I'd be lying if I said I hadn't tried the, the knuckle puck at least 500 times and never got it to work. But then again, that doesn't really shock me because the sheer physics of that shot just don't make sense. Um, yeah, so, huh. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely another one I, I threw out there as being, to me, really fun. And it, I remember it made me really want to start trying to learn hockey, but it was already way too late by the time I saw it. So there was no chance I was going to learn to play hockey. Because I definitely think hockey is one of the... Like, somebody else had said it recently that hockey is one of those sports. You either start playing it really, really young 
or you don't play it. Um, you know, you don't you don't have too many kids get to high school and they're like, you know what, I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna play hockey. <laughs> Like you do with basketball or baseball or, you know, stuff like that. But that's okay because it's just like, you know, and and, and also like I kind of give Mighty Ducks credit, excuse me, for the reason that I I like watching hockey, professional hockey now. Given I, I was never a huge fan until my trip to Chicago where I ended up seeing a Blackhawks game and fell in love with the Blackhawks. And I just still don't follow like, really religiously but i definitely can love i definitely love watching a good hockey game every now and then um okay yeah where are we at now okay now this one this this beautiful gem from 2004 um is very loosely i could say i could say it's it's a technicality it's a sports movie um, follows a lot of the trappings, and it is about a sport, but it's not a true professional sport. I think maybe it did become more of a professional sport after this movie. I'd be, sh- I, I'm, I'm gonna have to do some research into that. But this is Dodgeball, a true underball, under, a true underdog story. Um, great little movie, good cast, probably one of my favorite Ben Stiller roles. Um, Probably because he's not the main. I tend to have problems with his movies where he's the main character. But anyways, he plays the main villain, though. But uh, yeah, Vince Vaughn plays the runner of the, you know, the owner of this, like, really small, uh, you know, gym that I think it's called Average Joe's Gym. And, you know, there's a group of quirky characters that work out there. You got a... Justin Long, who's, you know, the kid that's just, you know, this teenage kid that just wants to prove, you know, wants to impress the the cheerleader at his school. You got Alan Tudyk playing uh, Steve the Pirate, this guy that walked around, obviously thinks he's a pirate the entire movie. Um, I cannot remember the name of the actor that plays the... Uh, that plays the chubby guy. Oh God, he cracks me up so much, but I can, he's one of those actors. Like I've seen him in so many movies, but I never remember the actor's name. Um, but anyways, yeah. So they're, you know, they're this just kind of like, you know, next, you know, this gym next door, so to speak, you know, not real fancy and they're having legal troubles and across the street, global gym moves in run by, I do not remember Ben Stiller's character's name off the top of my head, but Ben Stiller's character runs this gym, but it's like very much like, you know, your, your LA fitness, your planet fitness kind of thing. It's the, the gold gym kind of thing, you know, the, uh, franchise kind of thing, but they want to run the average Joe's gym out of, you know, out of business. And it's, oh man, it's the worst, but, it's just crazy movie because yeah, he wants to run him out for no reason. Like they never really fully explain like why it is he wants to run him out of business, but he just does. He just wants to. So average Joe's finds out that there's a dodgeball tournament coming up that's going to be aired on uh, ESPN eight, the Ocho. Um, and so they decide to enter into the dodgeball tournament. Cause if they win it, they'll get the prize money, which just happens to be exactly how much they need 
to save the gem kind of thing. And, you know, it's, it follows all the, the usual cliches, but then, you know, so, but like none of them really know how to play dodgeball. So they, they find like an old, like one of the old eighties, like, you know, like videos of like how to do something. And it's, it's hosted by, uh, Patches O'Houlihan played by Hank Azaria in the, in the video, um, to teach them how to play dodgeball, but then the real Patches of Houlihan shows up, uh, played by a very grizzled, is his name Rip, the actor's name Rip Torn, I believe, or something like that. He's got a, he's got one of those names. It's like, it's, it stands out, but, uh, and he's in a wheelchair now, but he's, you know, he's, so he's going to teach them how to, how to play dodgeball with the five D's duck, dip, dive, duck, and dodge. Um, and yes, I said dodge twice on purpose. Um, and it leads to some of like the most random things, you know, like Patches is throwing wrenches at him, telling him if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, or making him run across like rush hour traffic, you know, or like you know, like heavy traffic, telling him if you can dodge a car, you can dodge a ball. But in in the heart of the movie, it's it's just about this core group of weirdos that band together to try to save this gym that they all go to um, from Ben Stiller and his group of like you know Ben Stiller. Of course, you know he finds out they're going to do the dodgeball tournament, so he creates a team and uh, to go again, you know, to try to stop them. And of course, he brings in. This, I think she's like supposed to be like Russian or Czech or something like that lady who's like, you know, the she's she's the ultimate dodgeball player, of course, to, to put a ringer on his team kind of thing. And man, it is this this movie is so absurd, it's fun. And I think that's why it stands out. So I put I put it on here. Like I said, it's not is it, is it a true sports movie? I don't know. But it is a movie about people playing a a game that, you know, a lot of people have played in a somewhat professional status, I guess. So I put it on here just for the fun of it. I mean, shits and grins. It's my, my podcast, my rules. I'm, I'm labeling a sports movie. It's in the books now. It's a sport. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, wow. I'm already to my last, my last one. So I might, I might end up riffing a little bit after this one. Um, and shocker, it's another baseball movie. Um, this is the 1989 classic starring Charlie Sheen and Corbin Burnson and, oh God, uh, oh God, why can I not think of the other big actor? Uh, anyways, Major League uh, focuses on the, the real life baseball team, or well, an, an actual team that exists called the Cleveland Indians. Um, and at the beginning of the movie, the owner has decided she's going to try to sell the team. So she wants to like basically make them the worst team in the league so that Cleveland will be okay with them selling or whatever. And so she gets just this ragtape group of people. Um, you know, Charlie Sheen is this pitcher that, He's got a hell of a fastball, but his aim's horrible. Getting it, giving him the nickname Wild Thing. Um, but he's also like fresh out of prison. 
Um, Wesley Snipes is in this as Willie Mays Hayes, who isn't even initially going to be allowed to try out. But then, you know, when they try to get rid of him, they like sneak his like pick up like this. This part makes no sense, but it's still funny. You know, he's sleeping in the the dorms or whatever, you know, before the the tryouts and they pick up his bed and carry it out and put it outside the parking lot. Well, he hears the, the, the track gun firing to start like a, a race and, you know, or like, I'm guessing it's like a hundred yard dash or something like that. And he wakes up and runs it barefooted and outstrips like everybody who has started the race at a regular time kind of thing. And he always makes it, you know, a comment that he, he, what he can bat like maze and run like Hayes. Um, and then you got, uh, Corbin Burnson, who's just this snotty stuck up guy who, you know, he's, I always get the feeling, you know, he's only playing because of the money and like, you know, privilege or whatever. Um, but yeah, he's not a great player, but he's still on the team. Uh, you have Dennis Habert, AKA, uh, the... Oh God! Uh, God was it all state spokesman for a long time. There he plays this. Uh, you know, I don't think they ever really they ever really say he what nationality is. I've always kind of thought it was like maybe like Puerto Rican or something. I'm not even, not Puerto Rican. I don't know. I don't know what nationality is. But anyways, he's he's this. He's a great hitter, but he can't hit a curveball to save his life. So. He's very into voodoo, so you know he's always talking about how he needs to, you know, like Joe Boo is his god or whatever, and he's he's trying to get Joe Boo to uncurse his bat so he can hit a, a curving ball, a curving pitch, so to speak. And yeah, I cannot remember. Oh my god, it's gonna kill me until I can think of the name of, you know, the catcher is. There's another big actor, and I cannot think of his name for the life of me, and it's gonna drive me nuts. But you know, he's a he's a vet who's you know his knees are shot. He's definitely at the end of his career, but you know he's he's gonna stick it out on this team. And it's it's another one of those ones where it's just a ragtag group of people, and when they figure out what the the owner is trying to do, they decide they're basically gonna become the best team they can and try to win the you know they want to win the World Series just to shut this this dumb bitch up, so to speak. And it's, it's just, once again, another fun, you know, way more on the comedy side than drama. I mean, there's, there's a couple drama moments, but for the most part, it's a comedy about this ragtag team, you know, that should, by all rights, probably shouldn't be able to win, you know, get anywhere in a league, but they're, you know, they're winning it, so to speak. Um, God, yeah, I, you know, I always feel bad when I can't really put into words sometimes what my feelings. That's why I'm always happier when I have somebody else on here with me. It gives me a little bit, a little bit more to, uh, fill the dead space when I'm thinking, you know, somebody else can talk for a little bit, but anyways, um, yeah, so those are the, those are the, the six that I have, well, technically seven because Rocky and Creed. But, you know, those are definitely like the, the six that I have mainly to talk about. But by no means are those like the only good sports. I mean, even when I sit here and I think about it, you know, I remember watching, um, I want to say it was called Fighter, 
with Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy about the two brothers that are in an MMA competition. That one really stands out, but I've only watched it once. Um, you know, I mentioned Field of Dreams. It's you know, baseball is 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 a big part of it, but there's not. A, I don't from what I remember, there's not a whole lot of actual baseball in that movie. Um, you know, the Bad News Bears. I you know before I was born, they came out, but I still love watching the. I still remember watching the original one with Walter Matthau as the main character and uh, Tatum O'Neill playing the female pitcher. Um, what are some of the other sports movies? You know, any given Sunday is a great football one, which I'm shocked because like football is one of my favorite sports, but it kind of seems like there's not as many football movies that stand out to me. Like I remember, like I said, any given Sunday is one of them that stands out to me probably because I remember that was the first time I saw Jamie Foxx play a serious role. I mean, I grew up watching him on in living color and even then I wasn't supposed to be watching it. Um, because for some reason my mom had something seriously against him, Living Color. Uh, so yeah, I remember watching that and then seeing him in that. You know, it really stood out. Well, well, then him and Pacino. I think Pacino does an amazing job in any given Sunday. Um, was it? What was Jamie Foxx? Willie Beeman, Steeman Willie Beeman, I believe is what his name was in that one. Which, you know, it's it's one of those. It's one of those things like. I've watched a lot of sports movies and for some reason, the ones that really stand out to me are pretty, pretty limited. Like I, I, I need, I know I need to go back and rewatch eight men out the, you know, the, the movie about the Chicago black Sox, the infamous year that the blacks, there are white Sox through the, the world series because if not only for the cast, but because it's it, from what I remember, it was a good movie or, um, the natural with Robert Redford. I've never watched that one all the way through. I really kind of want to. So I'm going to, I put, I'm going to have to put that one on a list somewhere to watch at some point in time. But, uh, yeah, I think I've rambled a little bit here. Um, it's obviously going to be a shorter episode, but I don't care. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I aim for my 45 minutes. If I don't get it, so be it. Um, I'm pretty close. Um, so yeah, I guess I will then just say my usual thank yous to you know anybody out there listening to this. Um, I thank you a lot just because you're you know you're supporting me in some way, shape, or form. Um, and thanks to all my you know friends, family, and you know brothers from another mother, so to speak. You know, in in people like Spider who. Who's you know gave me my wonderful artwork for this as well as some great artwork on my body, um, yeah. And then I'm gonna say if you uh, if you want to reach me with you know suggest like I I'm always I'd love some suggestions on good sports movies that I you know maybe I've seen them maybe I haven't I just can't remember them. You know you can email me at standstrongcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah. So I guess with that. I will say talk to you in two weeks. Bye-bye.